In the following Catherine's Kitchen segment, I talk about my grandmother, Catherine Polson, and share her recipe for Danish buttermilk pancakes. This segment originally aired on June 1st, 2018 on the Friday edition of The Point on KPOV 88.9 FM, High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. The Point is a half-hour locally produced news feature and digest show focusing on people and activities in Central Oregon. Catherine's Kitchen airs on the first Friday of each month offering conversations and recipes from Central Oregonians and others with a keen interest in food. Welcome to Catherine's Kitchen, where something's always cooking. I'm Catherine, and I'm in the kitchen today thinking about my grandmother, Catherine Fuglesang Polson, who was a very good cook. Catherine was born in Denmark on June 9, 1893, 125 years ago. She immigrated to the United States in 1913. My mother told me that Catherine came to Racine, Wisconsin, to help her older sister, Marianne, who was pregnant. Catherine decided to stay. I don't know for sure why she did, but I believe it must have had to do with the opportunities she had in the United States that she would not have had in Denmark. Catherine had been raised in a large farm family. Unlike her older sister, she left home and school at age 14 to support herself. I believe she worked as a housekeeper for at least one family in Copenhagen, Denmark's capital, and a long way from her childhood home. She came to the United States when she was 20 years old. I sure wish I knew how she lived from the time she left home at 14 and the time she traveled by ship to Canada, then by train to Wisconsin when she was 20. According to my cousin John, when Catherine was in Racine, she went to work for the Case family as in J.I. Case Farm Equipment. She was a housekeeper. I remember her telling me that she learned English as the children in the family were learning to talk. My mother told me that Catherine learned a lot about cooking as she was assisting the Case family cook. At some point when she was in Racine, Catherine met my grandfather, Knut Polson. He was a tool and die maker and a former merchant marine who had immigrated from Denmark in 1917 and was a few years younger than Catherine. I have a photo of them during their courting days with Canute on a motorcycle and Catherine in the sidecar next to him. Catherine and Canute got married in 1919 and had three children in the next six years, two daughters and a son. Their son Anchor was killed in World War II when the plane he was co-piloting was shot down over Germany. My mother Helen was their youngest child. Once Canute and Catherine immigrated to the United States, they spent the rest of their lives in Racine with a very rare trip to Denmark to visit their aging and ailing parents. They both died in the spring of 1969. My grandmother of a heart attack in March and my grandfather of a broken heart a month later. I wish I knew more about Catherine's life in Racine from the time she arrived until the time she married my grandfather. I do know that Catherine was a wonderful grandmother and cook. I loved her pancakes. She made her thin crepe-like pancakes with buttermilk and fried them in melted butter in a cast iron pan. To eat these delicious Danish pancakes, my mother would place a pancake in the middle of her plate, run a line of lingonberry preserves down one side, roll the pancake around the preserves, and dust it with powdered sugar. I Americanize mine by topping them with maple syrup and even went so far as to add blueberries to the batter before frying them as I got older and started making my own. My mother's combination of a Danish pancake with lingonberry preserves and powdered sugar and my combination of Danish pancakes with blueberries topped with maple syrup both combined the slightly sour buttermilk flavor of the cake with tart berries and a sweet topping. A side of bacon or breakfast sausage adds a complimentary savory flavor to pancakes, as you probably know. 
In honor of my grandmother's 125th birthday, I'm going to share her recipe for Danish pancakes. And let me be clear that I'm talking about flat pancakes, not the round Danish Abelskiver that have gained popularity recently. Those are good, and my grandmother also made them in her special Abelskiver pan, but I prefer the flat buttermilk pancakes. These pancakes will be large, 8 to 9 inches across, and thin like a crepe. They are European-style pancakes and do not rise much. They are traditionally served with a tablespoon or so of lingonberry preserves, other jams, or cut fresh fruit like strawberries spread down the middle, rolled and dusted with powdered sugar. To make approximately a dozen Danish pancakes, pour a quart of buttermilk into a large bowl, break four whole eggs into the bowl, add one teaspoon of baking soda. Whisk these three ingredients until they are well blended. Instead of using a whisk to mix the pancake batter, I use a large metal slotted mixing spoon that I believe came from my grandmother's kitchen. Next, add two teaspoons of granulated sugar, one half teaspoon salt, and two cups of all-purpose flour to the wet ingredients. Whisk the dry ingredients into the wet ingredients until the batter is a bit thicker than melted ice cream. This comparison comes from my mother, Helen Polsonwood, a woman who had a lot of experience with ice cream. It will be quite wet, a lot like crepe batter. And whisk only long enough to create a smoothish batter. Don't worry about whisking out all the lumps. Too much whisking will result in tough pancakes. You may be tempted to add more flour to the batter, but hold off until you have fried the first pancake. The eggs in the batter should hold all of the ingredients together, and your pancakes should turn out just fine. You can, though, add a bit more flour after the first finished pancake if you want the batter to be less runny. Heat a cast iron skillet over medium heat for about two minutes. Then put a bit of butter in the hot pan, let it melt, and spread it evenly across the bottom of the pan with a brush, a heat-resistant brush. Add about a third cup of pancake batter to the pan and spread the batter thin with a spatula or the back of a wooden spoon. When air bubbles form in the pancake, and this will take a few minutes, probably three, flip it. Flip it quickly. No dilly-dallying allowed or your pancake will fall apart. These cakes are delicate and demand a quick flip. Fry the second side of the pancake for a minute and a half to two minutes. Pancake batter is meant to be quick fried, so be sure your pan is hot enough to do that. The finished pancake should be golden brown on both sides. You may have to adjust the heat under your pan. If it is too hot, the pancakes will burn. If it is too low, the pancakes will cook too slowly and become tough. The heat has to be just right. Practice makes perfect. My nieces and nephews remember my mother serving them burnt pancakes from a too hot pan too often. Remove the golden brown cake to a plate. Keep the finished pancakes warm in the oven while you fry the rest of the batter. Or let your family and friends eat the pancakes as soon as they come out of the frying pan. The sooner they are eaten, the better. A pancake right out of the pan will retain the crispness around the edges frying gave it that it might lose in a stack of pancakes on a plate in the oven. While Catherine Polson was making Danish pancakes, she would whistle gently with her left hand on her hip. Your pancakes will probably taste better if you do the same. Once again, the traditional way to enjoy these pancakes in my family with strong Danish roots is to spread lingonberry preserves down the side of a pancake, wrap the pancake around the preserves, dust it with powdered sugar, put your powdered sugar in the shaker, that's the great way to get a powdered sugar dusting on your pancakes, and enjoy. You should experiment with toppings and syrups to come up with the combinations you most enjoy. I think these pancakes are at their best with blueberries and maple syrup, but I also love them with fresh strawberries or peaches.
Leftover pancakes can be wrapped in plastic wrap and stored in the refrigerator. My mother liked to sprinkle sugar on a cold pancake, roll it up, and eat it. I think you see a pattern here with my mother <laughs> putting sugar on pancakes before she ate them. I think leftover pancakes can easily be reheated in a hot cast iron pan and eaten warm for breakfast when you do not have time to make pancakes from scratch. My family has been making Danish pancakes for breakfast on special occasions for generations. I imagine you and your family may have your own pancake traditions. Pancakes in one form or another are traditional food around the globe and have been for centuries. However you make your pancakes, enjoy sharing them with the family and friends in your life. The opinions expressed in Catherine's Kitchen are mine, not necessarily those of anyone else at or associated with KPOV. Catherine's Kitchen is produced at KPOV High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. Catherine's Kitchen is available in KPOV's archives for a month after it originally airs, and it is available as a podcast at audio.kpov.org at your convenience. Until next time, keep feeding your bellies and your souls. Thanks for listening to this KPOV Catherine's Kitchen podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.